Today on CityCast Chicago. If you never heard the Chicago Children's Choir perform, let me tell you, you are missing out. They've performed with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, Common at the NBA All-Star Game. They even sang for the Dalai Lama. Yes, the Dalai Lama. The end goal is not to become a musician. If you are a musician, excellent. The end goal is the ambassadorship, the citizenship, the, the connection, learning how to become an ambassador of your community. After a year online, they are back in person for their 65th season. It's Thursday, September 2nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. We're all masked. We know how to deal with this, you know, and we're human beings who need to be connected, right, and feel together. And that's the that's what 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 music does for all of us. And I think they're just the kids are excited. We're already planning an international trip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she said we're not just back and, and getting to the basics. She said we we back and we we getting back to work. That is Josephine Lee, the artistic director of the Chicago Children's Choir. Back in 1956, a Unitarian minister in Hyde Park wanted to start a choir to, you know, give kids something to do. But he also wanted to introduce them to serious and relevant music. Since then, more than 50,000 kids across the city have sung with the choir. One of them is Sydney Hatley. She's now a senior at Hampton University in Virginia. Sydney, tell me about your history with the choir. When did you find this organization? I will never forget, I started out in the Hyde Park Choir under the direction of Miss Molly Stone. I was about 11, and I sung a Jill Scott song, and ever since then, she was like, yes, come on, come on. <laughs> you remember what song it was? It was, oh, Lord, it was Hate On Me. Mm. Yeah, it was, I don't know why I was 11 singing that, but that's the one that I that I sung. And I just remember feeling so out of place because I was like, all I really knew was, you know, gospel choirs. So I'm around people that don't look like me. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what to bring to the table, what I, you know, my own potential, what others had to bring. But there was always this sense of community, encouragement, support. And I don't really think I would have found that anywhere else at that age had I not joined the choir. And so I was there all the way up through the age of 18, my senior year. And the impact of the choir on my life has been tremendous. I can say that. Can you tell me, what did it look like being in the choir? Were there competitions? Were there set events that you performed at? What, what did the schedule look like for you as a kid? So we always started off the summer with the CCC Concert Choir Boot Camp. And <laughs> it was full of like talent shows, bonding events, because it was a hundred of us. So we really had to get to know each other. And I mean, it was great. It's Chicago is such a segregated city, you know, and I think one thing that always stood out to me, every rehearsal, performance, whatever, we all came together and it was like those differences didn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm from the South Side, you from the North Side, we're coming together, we're making music and none of those barriers matter. Yeah, a good example of this is the choir's latest album, Long Way Home. From what I understand, it's a studio version of a stage production you actually put on back in 2018 that's a cool reimagining of Homer's Odyssey as this journey across Chicago for three young artists. Sydney, you play Kamika. Tell me about it. 
ultimately it's a story of friendship, but it's also a story of culture. So it's like we go on this crazy adventure, um, Taj, Odie, Kamika, all throughout the city just learning lessons. And in the end, you know, we not only learn lessons, but we get inspiration. Odie comes up with these cool beats, these cool songs. We, you know, we get a little bit of everything. We get some blues, we get some house music, some punk. From the to buddies. It's a sweet home So it's like, we're taking the audience on a journey of, you know, young adulthood, finding ourselves, but also finding what it means to be a true citizen of Chicago, what that looks like and what that feels like. Josephine, you, you say it's not only important for you to have these young people working with sometimes difficult pieces, but also they're dealing with some hard themes as well. Why is it important, especially at this time, for you to be allowing these kids and helping these kids to move through some some difficult concepts and some and some hard themes as well. These are their formidable years. These are the years that'll shape who they are, create memories. And I think it's uh, music has a way of, you know, when we sing anti-apartheid songs, you know, what happened during that time? What happened on Robin Island? Who's Nelson Mandela? Are we talk, you know, there I think to dig deep into the rich history, good and bad, is very important and helps them grapple with um, tough topics. Uh, and uh, even the classical works. Yeah, and it's always funny because when I was younger and Miss Lee would introduce these amazing and, and super rich and, historic, and historical um, impact, these pieces, we would always, I would be like, I don't know who that is. You know, I'd be like, huh? I don't really know. And then like you take the time to learn the music, you take the time to learn some history and connect to and you're like, you know, he was kind of going through something similar to me and I feel it in the music. And then when you look at the translations, it's it's a similar thing. Sydney, is there a moment that you think back to from that time you spent in the choir? Just one moment that you kind of hold on to or you go back to in the moments when you need some comfort or you need a, a push, something to get you up and out of bed? It was always, I need you to survive for me. On that song, everyone connected on a level that was just unparalleled. And the words, I need you to survive, I mean, we're in a pandemic. And still dealing with police brutality and all types of things. And I think that anytime we sing that song, I just literally have vivid images of people just belting to the heavens, you know, this is what I need. We need each other. We need genuine support. We need music. We need love. Um, so those moments will always stand out to me. Are you going to hate me if I ask for a couple bars, like from the song? You gonna, You don't have to. You I'm can say, gonna, no, no, Jacoby. I'm not going to hate you. No, sir. <laughs> it goes, <laughs> I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Both agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. This is will that every 
need you to survive. That is mm. how it goes. Josephine, I'm going to ask you the same question before I, I let you all go. Is there a moment over your last 20 plus years that you hold on to that really helped you get through these last 18 months knowing that on the other side of something, you're going to get to see your kids again? There was several moments, but uh, one in particular after my parents passed away in 2001, you know, it was 2002 in February. We were at Carnegie Hall. And the organization had never performed there. So it was our moment. Uh, and then we had a concert after Carnegie Hall at a church in Riverside. I, at that moment, I was thinking to myself, why am I doing this? You know, uh, kids, I love kids. I love music. But, you know, am I supposed to be conducting orchestra? Am I supposed to be doing something else like halfway across the world? You know, what, what is my purpose and calling? Uh, and my father was a minister. And he always said, you're going to unite people through music. And I never understood that. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> and in that moment, they were singing on stage and it was actually the Bible Ave Maria. We processed in with Shosholoza, South African um, anti-apartheid song. And then we followed that with the Ave Maria. And that moment during the performance, it was the first time I like was able to let myself go and shed a tear. And I literally saw angels. I saw that the future was them. That from that point on, I said, I'm just going to dedicate my life to serving the youth of our world. Wow. Josephine, in this 65th year, how are you continuing to push forward the mission established when the choir was founded? We're able to continue that uh, legacy by sharing our music, not only within our communities, but na nationally. Our young people travel internationally. They serve as the voice of Chicago. Uh, and it's so important for young people to learn, uh, you know, languages, right? So, and Cindy can tell you how many languages she's singing, you know, it's singing in 37 languages, learning about the history, learning to sing the great classical works with our brilliant cultural institutions in the city of Chicago, the Chicago Symphony, the Lyric Opera, the Ravinia Festival. So, and it's also the end goal is not to become a musician. If you are a musician, excellent. The end goal is to become the ambassadorship, the citizenship, the, the connection, as Sydney said earlier, learning how to become an ambassador of your community, of our city, of our nation, of our world. And that is what Chicago is creating through our program. Josephine Lee is the president and artistic director of Chicago's Children's Choir, and Sydney Hadley is one of their phenomenal, I know y'all heard them, them bars, one of their phenomenal alums. Thank y'all for making time for us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. A report on traffic stops in Illinois shows that the stops are way up in Chicago over the last five years, and that increase has fallen largely on black Chicagoans. See, in 2015, we had about 85,000. Last year, there were more than 300,000, and black drivers were seven times more likely to be stopped. Chicago's Pride Parade has now officially been canceled. It had been moved to October from its usual date in June. And some good news to get you through. I am admittedly still a professional wrestling fan, and my Logan Sweat neighbors, if you feel me, this Saturday head over to Unity Park for the return of Lucha Libre. It's free. All you need to do is show up with your mask, your energy, and enjoy. 
Remember, for more Chicago events and stories, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. That's fire.